everyone. Robbie here. I'm excited to announce my 10th novel, Burial. Burial is a post-apocalyptic revenge western, my first non-horror novel. Here's a brief description. Emma Burns thought she'd left her outlaw past behind her. She had moved to the city, to civilization, to find peace with her husband and raise their young son as the world rebuilds in the wake of a terrible, forgotten war that left humanity in chaos. But she can't escape her bloody history. An old partner, Billy, finds her, commits an unspeakable crime, and then flees into the night. Now Emma thirsts for vengeance, but his death is not enough. Her heart craves a darker revenge. She must bury Billy's body in the radioactive hellscape that is the waste, ensuring he gets sent to the deepest, darkest hell. It won't be easy. She has wolves on her tail, ghosts from her past and present, who want to stop Emma and her ruthless quest. Nothing will stop Emma from delivering justice to Billy, whatever the cost. Burial comes out April 11th in both print and digital, and is great for fans of the Dark Tower series or The Road. The link to pre-order will be in the show notes. It is my first non-horror book, so I'd love for you to support it. It's my best yet. On to the show. everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i'm fantastic robbie don't you love it when something starts out really great and then veers into a completely opposite direction that makes no sense uh no. not that, that has anything to do with this episode right no now. not at all i don't i don't actually enjoy that uh, now that you bring it up I'm not a big fan well oh, no. i have bad news for you today <laughs> oh no uh we are joined we are not alone you already know that because you read the title of this podcast presumably <laughs> <laughs> unless you're like me and have podcasts added uh automatically to a playlist then this is a complete surprise unless you're a maniac like well, matt surprise. <laughs> yeah we are we are joined by eric z goodnight uh my close friend confidant and longtime co-host of the handsome boys comics hour there is comic book stuff i i thought <laughs> i had asked before i watched this episode i'm like oh there's comic book guys in this alan moore is in this episode i have to have eric on to talk about it and it's, he, it's, it, it makes sense it lines up i I, just, I see what you're putting out there i just didn't realize that the episode would veer into insanity so much into insanity i guess uh but eric's here hey eric how you doing you know, I'm doing okay. Uh, I just unfollowed some people. Feeling good about it. That's a good feeling. Yeah. I feel lighter. Get the toxicity out of your life. You're like, it's really true. You, it's really there, true. There's always that time you're like, I don't like this person. Why am I? Oh, I, I like them very much. They're, oh. just, uh, they're oh, no. just being clowns. Oh, that. Oh, that's a different. That's a different. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, 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 they're being real bad. That's a subcategory of unfollowing. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Eric, is, before we get going, is there anything you'd like to plug right here at the beginning? Oh, goodness gracious. I don't know. Why do you have to ask me tough questions? Uh, I I, uh, I work as an artist. You can follow uh, my artwork online. I'm uh, kind of in a hiatus on Instagram a little bit, but it's Easy Good Night there. Uh, I'm Easy Good Night on basically all media. Um, yeah, that's that's really, I don't know, that's really what I got right now. 
Follow Eric on we're, social we're media. We're working on other things. Yes. We're going to see what happens. See his pinup art. Yeah. Speaking of plugs, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Uh, for $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus podcasts. For $5 a month, gain access to all of our bonus episodes, all of our minisodes, and to our entire back catalog of Simpsons episodes, Simpsons show episodes that have fallen off the feed, plus new episodes early and uncut. You missed, if you last week, if you weren't subscribed, you missed me ranting about Transformers and Michael Bay in particular. I cut that out. It, it, it was a short rant, to be fair, but, you know. It was unnecessary, I feel like, largely, but, you know, maybe you like that kind of thing. Hey, Matt, we have someone to thank. Ooh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Kimberly, I just want to thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. This week's episode is Husbands and Knives, episode JABF17, originally aired November 18th, 2007, written by Matt Selman, directed by Nancy Cruz, received a 6.5 rating with 10.6 million viewers. It's a lot of people who watch this episode. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, the chalkboard gag, the pilgrims were not illegal aliens. Getting political. Uh, I mean, not a, I mean, that's tec- a controversial stance. Technically, it's correct. They weren't illegal. That's true, because there was no all-encompassing state that you know, was, yeah, controlled was, the territory they landed on. But still. It wasn't law in the way that we think of it nowadays. No, precisely. So it's not technically a fact. Uh, the couch gag. Two hands with five fingers instead of four. Open a pop-up book to reveal the family sitting on the couch. Who is this? Who are these hands? Is this God? Yeah, I didn't notice the finger thing. Is that I mean, God? I would assume. Hey, that or the Simpsons live in a sub-universe and this is an actual human. Is that Matt Groening? Is that, who is that supposed to be? Is that Matt Groening? Is he is Matt Groening God to the Simpsons? I mean, are, if Jack Kirby uh, is God is of the Fantastic long, Four, I guess that's true. Jack Kirby is a God of the Fantastic Four, so maybe Matt Groening is a God to the Simpsons. We'll never know. This episode guest stars Alan Moore, Art Spiegelman, Dan Klaus as themselves. Uh, then it also stars Jack Black as Milo. Does a good job at being Jack Black, I guess. Really is what is happening. Uh, and Maurice Lamarche. As the jock. Okay. I, I'm i pretty sure that was the original author. Uh, <laughs> and not. I don't know who this Alan Moore guy is. <laughs> that's, that's a. That's a. I'm not. I'm, 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 I don't know. There's going to be a lot of comic book references in this, guys. You're going to have to buckle this up. Is okay? the, hey, it, this is why I'm here. It is why you're here. I'm not arguing about it. Mm-hmm. Not complaining. Just giving people I can't make war. Art Spiegelman jokes. His, his books are about the Holocaust. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not yeah. funny. <laughs> you make fun I mean, of we Dan. can make jokes about it now that they, they, they're getting canceled and pulled out of libraries. We can make jokes about the horrible people that would do that and how yeah. awful they are. Yeah. You can make Book fun about Daniel joke. Klaus and being pretentious. That's true. I, I can't wait for that. There we go. This episode begins with what I thought this entire episode would be about, which is comic books. Uh, Bart looking at comic books he's in the comic he's in the, the android's dungeon uh with the comic book guy millhouse is there there's other kids um we get a bit with uh, a special issue a special issue wolverine with pop out claws that literally scratch millhouse's face <laughs> just be on millhouse for no reason he's a he's a, an especially tender boy it uh probably doesn't it, it probably isn't that hard to break his skin that's his skin is like paper yeah <laughs> but he's he cries that's the, the important part of this he starts crying I mean, he's tender he's he tender. tender he's a tender boy yeah. Uh, yeah 
he starts crying on one of his tears lands on the unprotected comic book and comic book guy is a big jerk about it you should stop being so mean to us kids well i suppose you could buy your comics somewhere else maybe they sell comics at the dry cleaners no <coughs> perhaps they sell comics at the mattress store no oh perhaps you could buy your comics at that new comic book store across the street Philip K. Dick. It can't be. It's as if Superman moved to Gotham City. Which he did in World's Finest Comics number 94. See? That was an imaginary story dreamt by Jimmy Olsen after he was kicked in the head by Supergirl's horse, Comet. It never really happened. None of these things ever really happened. Get out of my store. <laughs> I mean, if you ever wanted a summary of Comic Book Guy, that's that's a pretty good one right there. That's yeah, a good little... Uh, just show them that clip you'll get an understanding of his character I like this first act it it makes sense like if this was what the whole episode was about I'd be like okay yeah sure this is great it's funny it's good yeah but it's just character uh, a comic book guy getting challenged by someone who is in his same niche I I at, I, at this point I was like oh this is this is interesting I'm just gonna what's gonna this what's this gonna turn into um <laughs> mm, gastric bypass surgery um stomach staples god almighty so not there yet we get introduced to this new comic store man it's not comic book guy uh his name is milo and he's voiced by jack black uh he is cool he presides over coolsville comic book store uh, he gives out kids, uh, gives out candy to the kids, Japanese hard candy, which one of them is flavored like dolphin. Lisa gets dolphin flavored candy. I laugh very hard at that. Does it? It just tastes like dolphin, right? It doesn't actually have dolphin in it. I, you know, unknown. I mean, it's from, if it's from Japan and a, a marine mammal was made to suffer, eh, it could go either way. <laughs> You're, yes. Yeah. The, I, I will say, like, I'm, I, I am, I am a Japanophile, huge weeb. <laughs> They hate some fish, man. They they will if it's in the ocean, they're going to kill the shit out of it. That is, it's that in the is ocean. Just, that's, that's that is just, just a license to kill it. Um, and, oh, for sure. So gives out candy, opens up. We this is the grand opening of the store, apparently, and all the kids uh, wander around. We any there's a what's new pussycat, but in Korean is playing. I feel like I feel like this is a good time to interject because I think you made a factual error earlier. You said that Milo is cool, <laughs> and I I Compared think I disagree with your uh, with your with your research there, my friend. <laughs> he is cooler than comic book guy, and I think primarily yes. he is cool in the way that he treats the kids yes. in his comic book store. He is not a cool guy necessarily, but he is a nice, a good comic book store owner. Something that I think is a great counterpoint to comic book guy as a, as a fandom gatekeeper who, and you know, they use him as a joke for that all the time. This character, this guest character, nice counterpoint to that. Uh, oh, let's explore comic book guy by giving him a rival. That is, you know, all these good things. Mm, I don't really do that. Um, Lisa finds a shelf full of Asterix and Tintin comics. And she is amazed, surprised, excited. I guess comic book doesn't keep anything that's not superhero comics. 
story? That would be my guess. I mean, there was a point at which I think there was a. Uh, the, the female comic book guy uh, at the convention had some water damage, a little Lulu's or something like that, but it does seem like something he wouldn't carry very much of. Uh, Lisa's excited. Cyclops. And we get a brief moment here where uh, we get a, a, a like a, a, a Tintin comic comes to life in her head, which is fun. I like this. Lisa. Absolutely. Lisa seeing a, an adventure comic in her head is very nice. And hey, nice shout out to Tintin and to Asterix. Both very good comics. And... She's very excited, and she accidentally rips one of the comics. And this is when we get introduced to, to Milo as this counterpoint to comic book guy, because he doesn't mind. Oh no, I ripped it! Hey, no worries, little lady. These books are meant to be read and enjoyed, not hoarded and then sold when you get divorced. Alright, I get it. You're cool. You're not mainstream. You wear a pork pie hat. Ooh, pork pie. Well, let's see what you know about superheroes. Hey, I'm all about the capes. Flame on. Who's stronger, the thung or the mulk? And show your work. Ho ho, head rush. Okay, well, the mulk kicked a tidal wave into the sun, whereas the thung gave a piggyback ride to the 1985 Chicago Bears. Whew. Boy, that's a tough one. What do you think? You want to know what I think? Does Galactus eat planets? Of course I do. Wow. I was in such a bad relationship with my ex-comic book guy, I'd forgotten how good it could be. That's nice. Nothing like allusions to an abusive relationship with a comic book person. <laughs> that's. It's nice that there's this nice man who's like, hey, come to my store, read my comics, that's what they're there for. They're meant to be read. Uh, it's Jack Black just being Jack Black, which is fine. I think I don't. Which think... Is, this is exactly how I would imagine Jack Black would be if he owned a comic book shop. But unfortunately, Jack Black has too much joy to spread in the world to spend his time at a single comic book shop. I feel like he'd have to be a hundred times more animated, though. This is a this is this is like surprisingly like low key for Jack Black. I think it's not... very sedate. I, I don't yeah. think animation could ever capture Jack oh, Black's yeah. uh, eccentric nature. So this is when we segue into um, meeting the comic book creators. However, there is a single scene that will, I thought was, oh, that will be the B-plot to this episode. Yeah, a single scene where Marge uh, is, drops off the kids at the store uh, and then sees a Wonder Woman standee outside. Look, Maggie, I'm Wonder Woman. Oh, I've lost my perfect 26, 26, 26 figure. Never compare yourself to a standee. Hey, you're way skinnier than a lot of superheroes. Girthquake, Flabberella, Kearney's mom. Shut up! Her depression medication makes her bloated. She's depressed because you're so lame. Shut up! (coughs) 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 I better join a gym before I go from hippie to hippo. I wish my mom said cute things like that. She can't because she's depressed. Shut up! The bullies just hitting each other. <laughs> I I didn't understand who was the one on the end was just punching the guy in the middle. Yeah, Jimbo's just punching Gurney for no reason. <laughs> no, they're just fighting. It's just I mean, it's Kearney. He's always got. They're yeah, they're just punching each other, <laughs> and for some and some of it's for no reason whatsoever. And I thought that was fun. Uh, it made me laugh. Um, and them going like, I wish my mom said things like that. That's just I don't know. It's cute. It's charming. Um, and I thought, oh, this is going to be the B-plot. Marge, like, trying to look like Wonder Woman. I was wrong. Nope. Sorry, Robbie. I was wrong. <laughs> you were so very wrong. <laughs> I, was, I was wrong. 
So uh, we cut next to the comic book creators, the the three guest stars, as they get a a, a little spotlight. Um, I'm I I captured all of it because I love I love it. <gasps> Look at all these alternative comic book creators: Alan Moore, Art Spiegelman, oh Dan Klaus. I really identified with the girls in Ghost World. They made me feel like I wasn't so alone. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Do you know anyone who works at Batman? Because I really want to draw Batman. I'm awesome at utility belts. Check these out. This is where the Batman keeps his money, in case he has to take the bus. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore, you wrote my favorite issues of Radioactive Man. Oh, really? So you like that I made your favorite superhero a heroin-addicted jazz critic who's not radioactive? I don't read the words. I just like when he punches people. How do you make his costume stick so close to his muscles? <sighs> Mr. Moore, will you sign my DVD of Watchmen Babies? Which of the babies is your favorite? You see what those bloody corporations do? They take your ideas and they suck them. Suck them like leeches until they've gotten every last drop of the marrow from your bones. Hey, teacup, why don't you chill out? <sighs> Very well. <laughs> oh, little Lulu, I love you, Lou, just the same. <sighs> well, I'm glad Alan Moore approved that because, uh, yeah. It's great. That's the, that, 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 that bit right there is the best thing of his entire career <laughs> better than watchman <laughs> yeah better than v for vendetta this is this is not this is not me trashing either of those books that i love this is this is just how good that is this uh, is what corporations do they just suck you <laughs> it's that's a very good alan moore eric thank you <laughs> uh gotta gotta bring back a classic there's a reason eric was brought on the podcast man obviously <laughs> um this is lovely this is fun i you know i am comic book fan and i'm familiar with all these people i think we all, all three of us are and if you are you know anything about alan moore it's lovely and he's a he's he's kind of being a ham for this and i really like it uh you know he's he's giving it his all and yeah. i'm like this is so much fun. What is going on with this episode? I'm really liking this. Um, comic book guy appears at this moment, however. He's upset. Everyone is leaving his store, going to the new store. Um, and now he's decided he's going to change things by selling ninja weapons. Samurai I mean, kids do like ninja weapons. Katanas, but... ninja stars, uh, I guess. Um Milo criticizes the fact that he's going to try to sell weapons to children, and so comic book guy just starts wrecking Milo's store. This is at the point where Alan Mord, Art Spiegelman, and Daniel Klaus rip off their shirts to reveal uh, groundskeeper Willie muscles. <laughs> groundskeeper Willie. It's the same bit. And uh, beats up comic book guy with uh, some exaggerated uh, 66 Batman 66 style uh, graphics. I'm like, oh, okay. This is we get to see comic book guy humbled. He is gonna, and then the rest of the episode, we're gonna watch him grow and learn and be a better man. Hey, man, I have a question for you. Yes, Robbie. Does comic book guy appear ever again in this episode after this moment? Hmm. Well, Robbie, let me think. No, no, he does not. <laughs> does Milo this appear? Is it. This is the end. Does Milo no. appear? This plot doesn't come back. It's gone forever as of Act Two. <laughs> it doesn't. 
make any sense. Uh, okay. Uh, it's all the, and I really liked it. Uh, and it's all gone. Um, this is, and so this is where we transition to March. And I didn't know this at the time. This is what the rest of this episode is going to be. Uh, I guess. Sort of. Because it's also like Homer's going to get, there's a whole subplot with Homer too. Homer, uh, Marge goes to a new gym. She wants to look fit. She wants to look like Wonder Woman. So she goes to a gym, new gym called LA Body Works, and we get a, a brief tour, and it, we get a little parody of, of uh, I don't know, Nouveau gyms with silly fitness classes. Um, she doesn't know how to work a treadmill. Uh, then she looks and sees the rest, uh, like a assortment of Simpson characters doing the OK Go video. Was this was this like timely for 2007? It seems like it was. No, knowing the Simpsons, it was probably at least a couple years ago at that point. Yeah, 2005. So it came out at the time they yeah. wrote the episode. So we got a very timely OK Go video reference. Um, Marge's upset. She doesn't like this gym. Because it doesn't feel like her gym. It doesn't feel like she's, she specifically says she wants a gym for normal ladies, normal women. Um, and she decides to open up her own gym. Uh, and I titled this clip. So this will be the end of Act 1. It says, here's the plot for the rest of the episode in the last 35 seconds of the first act. <sighs> I wish there was a gym for us regular ladies. Hmm. No men, no cell phones, no mirrors, no shame. Mark, I wish you well, but why would women want to go to a gym if there were no men there watching them and judging them? We're gonna be rich! We can finally start a family! We have a family! A better one! Okay, I am all for the first, I think, two of Marge's rules, but no mirrors? Like... I get yeah. that you want people to be comfortable with themselves, but you need mirrors to make sure your form is correct. So maybe not mirrors everywhere, but maybe a couple mirrors for the people that are actually going to be lifting some weights. I will I will second your motion, Matt. I, I approve. Also. All right. Thank goodness. Also, sometimes I want to look at myself while I'm doing a bicep press. Like, and like you mm -hmm. know, go like, man, I'm awesome. I want to look at myself while I'm working on myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. And this is a Jim Gaffigan. Sometimes you gotta feel good about yourself for for people for people keeping track at home. I think I've, I think Jim Gaffigan at this point he's put out so many specials, with so many jokes. I think I've forgotten more Jim Gaffigan jokes than I remembered at this point, and I know a lot of I'm, them. I'm gonna say that they're all mostly the same. <laughs> it's fine. That's true. You know, like and and I say this, and I I like Jim Gaffigan. I do too. But it's a lot of the same reheated jokes, bud. Yeah, lots of. Hey, food and children. He has lots yeah. of kids, and he likes food. Um, he's got a, he's got a wit and good delivery, but it's a, it's samey. It's okay. The Marge Marge is starting a new gym. It's called Shapes. This is a parody of Curves. Uh, there apparently is a a I have some good news for you, Eric. Uh, there is apparently a gym in the Tampa area known as Shapes. Yes, I have I have seen it. Okay, I, I didn't see it. You see it? I did not know mm -hmm. that. The Wikipedia tells me. Uh, information but i that, that is when we go to commercial with marge apparently starting a very successful gym at 10 minutes in five seconds 10 minutes that's half the episode half of it indeed and when we come back we get you know a completely different plot uh i mean it picks up from the whole marge's thing but we never go back to the comic book stuff as we said before uh but 
luckily for Marge, it's doing really well. It turns out women really do like to work out, you know, without men around because, well, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, men can be jerks uh, and are, are quite frankly raised that way. So I can see uh, no, this. However, no, I disagree. You, uh, you disagree that they can be and, they, and you're, you're positive that they always are? You took my joke from me. Oh, I'm sorry, Robbie. I'm Why sorry. You, you're not you supposed to. Faster. You took my joke, you jerk. <laughs> you took my joke. Jeez. You're not supposed to. Okay. Yeah, that was the joke. I was going to make that joke. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you for not letting me do that. The faster you say the joke, the funnier it is, Robbie. You got to get it in there. It's just mean, like his timing. Thank you. I, oh, Mr. Simpson's writer is making an appearance. I didn't know about that. <laughs> you got to oh, you got to get right. it in, Robbie. You got to yeah. get your stuff in. Yeah, I guess you, you do. You have to get material in. Yeah, the real problem is we're gonna co- we're coming right up on an actual joke in the episode that is one Ooh. of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay, cool, good. So we're in Marge's gym and everyone's talking about what a great time they're having. And I swear to God, for those of you who haven't seen this, but this is a real joke in the episode. Agnes Skinner, uh, Seymour's mom, is working out and says, "Thank goodness you put together a gym for a woman of a certain age, the Jurassic age." And then she does a horrible laugh and. Guys, tell me, is this supposed to be funny? Yeah, it's, or... it's not a good joke. It's, I believe it's ref. I think she's referencing, like she's a uh, referencing. Um, I forget the name of the, the the lady. The subtitle said something about Lauren Bacall. Uh, the the laugh I don't she's think, trying to do. I guess I don't. I don't know. I I thought it was referencing like an an older female comedian from like the seventies. I don't remember her name. I just remember seeing it vaguely when I was a child and. If like that same pose, that same laugh, and and it's it is aping like old Hollywood, but this is like twice removed from that. It is this is like a imita- an homage to a person that's already parodying the old Hollywood reference. I don't know. It's not funny. I I can I can agree with that. I don't know what's happening here. Anyway, so after this joke quote-unquote joke is done uh we hear from lisa that the barge's gym is doing really well uh so much so that they're gonna have to go to uh, uh open up another location because there's just so much business they're booked out for months i guess it's the kind of gym where you have to book sessions ahead of time so they take over a crusty burger uh that is being shut down uh it wasn't for health code violations was it labor violations you guys remember he was he was locking the employees in the building yeah Oh, they're, that's right. And, and all, the, all the employees are Asian women that Krusty promised to marry, apparently. Mm-hmm. They do a oh, weird, boy. stereotypical voice. Yeah, they do the, the Asian lady voice. And, yeah. Uh, it's not good. Who is it? Tress McNeil? Probably. Voice? Who's probably Tress. More than likely, yeah. Generally, she does the... Yeah, she does the racist voices. Well, miscellaneous female voices, in this case, yeah. it racist. Yeah. Not always racist, but sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes. sometimes. Not always <laughs> racist. racist always miscellaneous. Yeah, always mostly miscellaneous. Only sometimes racist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we also get to see Marge on Opal, uh, The Simpsons' take on Oprah, uh, where uh, Opal says that Marge's gyms are are making uh, Opal's boyfriend happy. Uh, but when Marge asks when they're going to get married, everyone gets free something. I don't know something stupid. It was, uh, well, okay, first, cuckoo clocks. That's what the German cuckoo clocks. Cuckoo clocks, clocks, of course. Yeah. Um, And I'm pretty sure that they are, this is a joke about Oprah uh, hiding. And Stedman, yes. Yeah, Stedman, but they call him Straightman? Straightman, I think, like, there was 
always rumors during this period that she was just like bearding uh, Stedman or something that like he was gay and they were in a fake relationship or something. I I feel it's very distasteful. It's a <laughs> really bad joke. Yeah, it's not good, and it's also it's just mostly confusing. And you're like, wait a minute, yeah. What's and it all feels like filler on top of that. It's like we get it, Marge's stuff is successful, and, and, uh, but and I think that it, it it's when it's in cases like this where this this episode could like that all these plots, any of these plots could work if you just gave them some time and develop them, and when you spend a, a segment on opal and make and spend time on like you know weird allegations about relationships with oprah you're like why is this part of the episode that we could be doing something interesting but well robbie i, I don't know if, if we mentioned this at the beginning but this is a full intro episode like fully all the way through <sighs> standard intro yeah i know i but it's written by matt selman i thought i thought it would be I mean, Better. everyone has misses. I mean, even if Matt Selman wrote the basic premise, you know, it has to go through the writer's room, and it feels like there's always somebody there to, you know. I don't like it. Yeah. None of us do, Robbie. But we're going to get to the part that at least kind of makes sense in this episode going forward. Sort of. Sort it's not of. good, but it at least kind of makes sense. Uh, so Homer and Marge go to a business conference. Why is Homer there? I don't know. I guess technically he helped with the business or maybe he's just you know going with marge marge gets a plus um, one that's, that's fine that's fine marge gets a plus one she's doing super well her stuff is great and uh homer meanwhile is just having a lot of fun enjoying the fact that he is married to a successful woman and doesn't have to worry about money and gets to just relax when he meets the second husbands Hors big fancy desserts and my wife is paying for everything now i know why pimps are so happy yep Nothing beats living on wife support. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Yo, guys, come meet a new husband. Hey, how you doing? I'm Homer. My wife invented a gym for regular women. Ooh. My wife invented Sky Pills. She uh, mixed vitamins with Alka-Seltzer and pretended it was medicine. I paid $10 a tube for those. That's why I drive a Bentley. Yep, I haven't decided what kind of new car to get. Well, you better decide soon, because I have a feeling your wife will also be getting a new model. Yeah, she'll be trading up. And they're not talking about cars. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure they're not talking about cars? Because those are car words. Homer, we're all second husbands. As soon as our wives hit it big, they dumped the fat old guys they were with and married us. Yes. yes. Marge won't dump me. I'm the anchor that keeps her weight down. Mm-hmm. Here's how it starts. She gets a total makeover, and she starts wearing fancy new clothes. Then she stops wanting to tell you about her day. Here's how you know she's really about to go. Your wife seems happy and full of life. That will never happen! March! March! So yes, at this point, we have Homer realizing that, oh, if Marge is successful, that will immediately mean that he will get left uh, in the dust, because... It happened to everyone else, so it's guaranteed to happen to him, even though Homer knows nothing about these other women. It's just a, a lock, basically. So, okay, Matt. So the rest of this episode's about, like, Homer's insecurities uh, in the relationship? I mean, a little bit. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, mostly. Mostly it's about that. Uh, there's some other weirdness going on as well, including a really weird dream sequence, but we won't, we'll let Robbie get to that. Oh, So Homer goes thanks. up to talk to Marge. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, thank goodness my act is short this week. Um, so uh, Homer gets to talk to Marge and finds that she is meeting all of these this criteria. She doesn't care that Homer is ignoring her anymore. She's got her own thing, and she seems happy and contented. This 
of course, uh, leads Homer into a shame spiral that he starts flipping out, and uh, he is completely unhappy about this. On top of that, shame spiral uh, is, Brad, that, is Brad Goodman on this podcast? I mean, Mr. Simpson writer slash Brad Goodman slash me. Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> so uh, Homer goes downstairs to where Marge is having a, a, I guess, a mixer of some type with the other business people networking. You know, the business people do they network? They they plug in uh, Cat Five uh, cables together. Uh, so uh, he also overhears a. A group of women talking about Marge's purse and how it's, you know, he's, she's had it for two years and she needs to upgrade and thinks it's about him because that's the kind of conversation that happens in bad sitcoms. Uh, but Homer, of course, hearing this, begins to freak out and runs over to the second husband's uh, to find out what he can do to keep himself relevant uh, to Marge. You guys gotta help me. If Marge leaves, I'll have nothing except my many friends and half the fortune she is now making and will continue to make. Homer, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. I'm a first husband. I used to look like this. Huh? What's your secret? Well, there's no secret. Just hard work. Uh-huh. Exercise two hours a day. Okay. Keep up with the latest fashions. Fashions. And of course, cut out all the fatty foods and alcohol. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Got it. I know just what it'll take to hang on to March. And yes, unfortunately, there at the end, it's actually a picture joke. And uh, Homer has driven, uh, has drawn a picture of himself with uh, getting stomach staples. So that is Homer's solution. Uh, rather than hard work, he's going to shortcut it because that's our Homer. But thankfully, there we go to a commercial. So now Robbie has to talk about the really weird stuff that happens next. I think I also realized, like, I, one of the reasons I really like that first act, um, not just because I like all the comic book guys in it, but because Homer is barely in it. <laughs> Homer is barely in it, and it's mostly about uh, Bart and comic book guy who oh, have a very strange guy. relationship. A little Homer, bit of... Homer does, like, telepathically know that someone pork said pork pie. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was like, that's that's fine. Honestly, that's fine. Especially when it's in the midst of an ep a part of an episode that I'm enjoying. Like, that's fine. I want to just throw this out there. Um, Matt, I think I'm your only audience for the, the, the tech jokes. So <laughs> okay. I just want you to know you're sane. I appreciate that. Uh, I was kind of pulled right over any laughter there. But yeah, know, it's, it's, it's okay. I have to. I can't reward him. Eric, I can't That's reward. Okay. Robbie usually edits those jokes out of the final one. There are a lot more of those. <laughs> I can't, can't give. I can't if I prop. You know, if I give them laughter, there'll be more. Of I them. don't understand this microcontroller joke. I'm <laughs> cutting it out. <laughs> That's not fair. I include the microcontroller jokes. Uh huh. We come back from commercial at 15 minutes and 26 seconds, leaving about five minutes left in this episode. To wrap up this plot about comic, okay, well, okay, these are the things that have happened so far in this episode. Comic book guy's store is closed, replaced by Marge's gym. No more Android's dungeon. Staple of the Simpsons of Springfield is gone. Store doesn't exist gone anymore. Forever. Never coming back. Coolsville is an institution now. It is doing well, and it is there. It is now the comic book store of Springfield. Um, so Marge is, and Marge is a successful gym owner, has, owns a, a, a chain of successful gyms, enough that they don't have to worry about money anymore, apparently, and enough to make Homer kind of unsettled and a little insecure about the fact that he might be replaced. He feels that he's disposable, which I think would be a really interesting story if they really explored that and dug down and made it more, you know, made it emotional and 
uh, made Homer kind of examine himself and like, why do I feel this way? And have, try and talk to Marge about it. Maybe talk to Lisa about it or someone, Lenny, uh, uh, anyone. Instead, Homer goes to a plastic surgeon. Uh, that's he gets the stomach stapled. It's all about physical appearance. That's what he thinks. It's all all it is. He's a big slob, and Marge can now get someone who looks better than him. Which also not a bad idea for a story. Homer insecure about his not appearance. a bad idea for a story. Also, uh, uh, Homer Marge could have done that all along. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's part of the problem. Is like this changes nothing. <laughs> Marge could always have done better than a Homer. That's the whole point. the The only thing that Marge's success uh, leads to is is Marge realizing her own self worth. <laughs> that's that's really all it comes down to. Yes. So Homer has been coasting this entire time on Marge's uh, low self esteem. Um, but Homer goes to get plastic surgery. We have we see a, a the same plastic surgeon I believe is in the um, Mo plastic surgery episode where Mo looks handsome. Um. I don't know if he's appeared in any other times. That's one I. That's certainly the episode I can place him in. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he was the doctor in the Marge breast implants episode. <sighs> I know. I just like to remind you of terrible things. <clears throat> you're right. I think you're right, Matt. He is in that, but that is not a good episode. Um, Homer wants to get his stomach stapled or, or get gastric bypass or something. They're very unclear about what exactly kind of surgery he's getting. They don't really care. Um, it is a fantasy surgery. <laughs> Because it just does whatever they want it to. Um, but the doctor does say, hey, this is very serious. You really shouldn't get it unless it's absolutely necessary. Unless it's life, basically life friend. Uh, Homer says, I don't care. I, I, I'm afraid my wife's going to get a new guy. So he's like, yeah, whatever. We'll do the surgery. Uh, there's a joke here where Homer knocks himself out by reading the bill. Bottom of the barrel, scraping it, <laughs> scraping that barrel. Thank you. I, for a second, I thought you had a clip of that, and I was no, going no, to no, 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 reach no. through the internet and smack you. <laughs> no, no, no. That is, I thought the Agnes joke was bad until I saw this joke, this, and then I just this wanted to is it real. Like, like, there's a, there probably is a way to make this joke more palatable, probably by like layering more jokes on top of it, and like you know, being clever. But they don't. It's just Homer knocks himself out by reading a bill. Um, we don't get. We don't see the surgery. We don't see him recovering from surgery. It's just, it is literally magic. Everything else in this episode, this whole third act, is magic. Because there's none of it is real life. Um, now Homer has has had a, the, the surgery. We see him eating pizza, a slice of pizza in which he chops off a little tiny piece and puts it in a blender and then liquefies it and then drinks it. And then says that it tastes bad, which one, yeah, it's liquid liquid pizza. It's probably not going to taste great, but that's not how stomach stapling works, like or gastric bypass surgery, or gastric band surgery, none of that. It doesn't make food taste worse. It makes it so you can't fit as much in your stomach. It's just it, it does not. It's not a difficult concept. It's really not. But they it's really not. They they. I believe they went. You know what'd be funny if he, had, he didn't like the taste of pizza anymore. And I went, no, that's not that funny, guys. That is also not realistic. But who cares? Yeah. Um, and again, there is no time for development of this, of like, oh, well, you know, of Homer adjusting to being, having to eat less and being a skinnier man and the realities of it all. There's just no time. They have five minutes. So, and we're already a minute into that, two minutes maybe. Um, cause, cause we also have to have well, <laughs> this long sequence where Homer has, uh, set up a romantic night with Marge. Um, she loves that he, uh, is 
remembered her and loves that she he's done gone to this length to like flower petals um, you, know, you just, remembered that you i know. love romance <laughs> exactly <laughs> hey hey you know what it helps keep uh husbands keep wives this kind of stuff not being i mean being attractive probably helps too but this is way more important <laughs> so at least homer's trending in the right direction i mean see matt that would be like a good point to make like well it's not that your parents that changed anything homer it's the fact that you were you were paying more attention to me and th- making thoughtful gestures etc cetera, etc cetera. that'd be a point you would make in an episode that did something uh they don't do that here instead we get maybe a minute long scene where, about homer's extra skin <laughs> just a minute of uh it's, and this is a meme too this is another uh image is used as a meme a lot we got yep. marge crunken crumping last week and now it's homer's extra skin meme you gonna say something, Eric? Nope, I'm just gonna say, big memes, big money. Let's go. <laughs> so, it, it's the, the image of Homer having all his skin uh, pinched behind his him, so no, that March can't see it, and he's he he's insecure about all this extra skin. He's lost weight. It's a reality of losing a lot of weight very quickly, and he's insecure about it. But and you could. In a different story, a different episode, you could make this a bigger plot point or something. This is literally just a joke so that Marge can make a, like, I believe she calls him, like, what, soggy blankets in the dark? She calls his extra skin. I didn't, I didn't pull it because it really bothered me. The fact that they just. Yeah, it's, it's gross and nonsensical. And those are two things I do not enjoy. And she drags him to the closet, I guess, because it's all the dark. We don't see any of this. Um. Homer feels pr- and so and then we cut to the end of the scene we don't see Marge like finding out that he's done this we she doesn't realize that this is a lot of extra skin there, there's no repercussions of this this is merely seen merely exists to make jokes about a bunch of extra skin on Homer that's all this is this is not anything else um Homer thinks he needs more surgeries I get apparently all of them he says I don't know what that means but he wants to get all of the plastic surgeries done I don't know he turns into Neymar he does turn it into Namor uh, because we cut to him going under for these surgeries and he has a nightmare. And so to honor her success, I bestow upon Marge Simpson this $100 gift card to sweatpants, etc. <laughs> Did someone order a super stud? Oof, my implants feel itchy. Yes, I was out of silicone rubber, so I used rolled-up socks. <gasps> He's a monster! Pitchforks, everyone! Monster! 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 Cut his heart out! Listen, Homer, I gotta be honest with you. You better not make me cry, because I don't know where my tear ducts are anymore. I appreciate you trying to become more attractive for me, but the truth is, I'm way too successful for you now. I'm getting me a trophy husband. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to live without you, Marge. Okay. No! I cut the clip there. We appreciate that. Because well, I'm gonna 
play the rest. But, I mean, this is the this next to the last scene in this episode. Now, this is this happens, and then the final scene happens, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, but I cut it there so we could uh, talk about this dream sequence for a second, where Homer has turned into Namor. I don't know if that was intentional or not. The fact that he has those weird. <laughs> I mean, it's a comic book episode, so maybe. Mm-hmm. They he has those. I want the. I want the plastic surgery to get the little wings on my ankles. That'd be really nice, honestly. If they're Pretty rad. That, the whole being able to survive underwater, uh, the yeah, giant dude. pressures and fly and super strength. Let's go. Let's do it. I want the name. Go to the I plastic mean, surgery and go like, I want the name or surgery. And they're like, what are you talking about? They <laughs> 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 completely changed I the saw it in the Simpsons. Come I, on. I saw. I knew you could do it. What's the code word? Plastic surgeon. Secret. It's like a secret menu. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, I, I want to be able to cry on my nipples. Just the secret menu. I want the plastic surgeon secret menu. Yeah, like you, have to order, you have to order off menu. You, gotta, wanna, you, you order it animal style. I was going to say, you, you <laughs> got me. You got the animal style joke before I could. Um, everyone's stealing my jokes. Can't help that I can read your brain after all these years. That's very true. I can't help. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just the, the fact of the matter. I so okay this I don't I don't actually I don't like in the context of this story I do not mind this nightmare I do not mind it if it was also five minutes earlier in the episode because they could build towards something and we can have you know Homer panicking about it and waking up and blah 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 I will overlook the fact that if you're under anesthesia you do not have nightmares you don't remember anything your brain's turned off basically but whatever who cares um Homer wakes up in the hospital bed looking like himself again by the way with a full-on belly all that stuff and we get the ending of the episode <gasps> why do i look like me again the doctor called me about all the crazy surgeries you wanted and i said no but i did have him unstaple your stomach and turn you back into the sweet man i love that it was all a dream i never became a hideous monster the only person who thinks you're a monster is the one who had to give you a sponge bath. And, Dad, I hope you learned something from this. I sure have. Plastic surgery is a mistake because it hasn't been perfected to where you look really good. When it is, everyone should get it. Amen. Listen, Marge, I've been wondering all these years, what is it about me that you find so irresistible? Let's face it, you could do better. Well, maybe I could, but every time I look at you, I see the same adorable boy I fell in love with. Oh. Well, there's nothing like a happy ending. Holy heavens! Is that a meteor heading for the Earth? Uh, maybe, but tonight there's a benefit for underpaid comic book artists of the 40s and 50s. To the cash bar! To the cash bar, everybody, and then the meteor destroys the city. I like, yeah, I get, of course, Al, yeah, I like Alan Moore hamming it up again. It, it's every, every word he has in this episode makes me laugh. It does. Every time. Uh, it works on me. I love you, Lou, just the same. <laughs> and he goes all in on, he's, he's really oh, yeah. going for it. I, I, I just, I think that's really just who he is. He's a big, dumb ham. Yeah. And he loves, apparently he loves the Simpsons. So yeah. he, 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 you know, he, he gave it his all. Um, at a certain point, I can't abide by this magic anymore. Like Homer, just look how how did Homer gain back what fifty pounds or whatever it is? 
No, 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 Robbie. We don't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about stupid. <laughs> the, 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 the plastic <laughs> surgeon might not. The plastic surgeon might not do any more surgeries. Okay, but how does he give Homer back weight? <laughs> I, I, and I, I guess Marge. Marge has power of attorney over over Homer. I guess. I, that's to be fair, I think thing. that's a good idea. She should have power of attorney. <laughs> that's over fair him. too. You're you're not wrong, but but still. No, I know you. I know he signed up and paid for all these surgeries. Uh, no, he's not getting any of those surgeries. I say I, I'm the legal conservator. <laughs> no he, refunds. Uh, he cannot have these surgeries. Also, undo the surgeries you've already done to him. Um, it should be mentioned that all the, the comic artists and, and creators quoted at there at the end are all flying above the city, mm-hmm. watching Homer and Marge walk down the street, and their meteor uh, is crashing into the city as well, and is is going to destroy the city. And that's how it ends. That's the end of the episode. There's nothing else there. And I maybe at this point I should be desensitized to it. But all those things I said have happened in this episode, like comic book guy's story being closed, Marge being a successful gym owner, Milo and his his store being there. Do, do we not try and wrap those up? We just know, nah, eh, I guess not. Not nope, time. We just go back to normal next episode. <laughs> I think it's a it's a Rick and Morty situation. You just literally go and watch a different universe after this one, because clearly all of them die. That's true too. There's a giant meteor that would kill everyone yeah. in the city. Um, we need to go to a universe where Alan Moore can't fly. I don't want to live in that world. I mean, same, same. Uh, that's how this ends. So I think at this point I'm supposed to ask, is this episode broken? But I can't tell. I have <laughs> no idea. This episode's so weird. I I I have to say yes, right? Like it's uh it's such a mess. Like it has to be. Like you put a bunch a couple like sure individual puzzle pieces all look fine on their own, but when you put them together they don't match. That's not a good puzzle. That's a broken puzzle. <laughs> No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I don't... It's not complicated, though, to fix it. It's, it's two episodes. Yeah. At, at least. You split at up, least. You do different episodes. Two completely yeah. different episodes that have nothing to do with one another. Yeah. It's not hard. Like, you just let the comic book guy story be an episode, and you let the Homer Marsh stuff be a story, an unsown episode. It, they're not either of them like sure there's a lot of craziness with the plastic surgery going on but if you just got 10 more minutes you could probably f- make that stuff make a little bit more sense and tell more complete story and on the other side again if you had comic book guy like you know get humbled a little bit have to face some hardship learn not to be a jerk to the kids as much maybe as much to ask i guess i got a i got a pitch for you Ooh comic book guy gets gastric bypass surgery see it all works now hey eric have no have no fears they have stories for years i guarantee you i mean for this episode that would be interesting comic book guy is like what do i need to do to get uh, you know better back into this whole thing yeah at least it at least relates more (laughs) it does it's like it would be about his image and now yeah i actually acted out because i've I've never i never liked the way i look and that is the way I've been so mean to kids is mm-hmm. because I'm, I resent both myself and them. <laughs> These kids, they just want a they just want a skinny comic book guy. And then it doesn't solve the problem. And then he realizes, oh, I have to work on my mental and emotional states. 
uh, go to a therapist, maybe. Come, guy, hey, go, go see a therapist. They'll help. Help you out, I think. You get a little better with it. Talk to somebody. Don't worry. The Simpsons are going to run 70 seasons. They're definitely going to do an episode where the comic book guy both sees the therapist and gets uh, stomach uh, stapling. Probably in, mm-hmm. separate, probably in separate episodes. It's it's like that it's like that app that um, you know the library of whatever that has every conceivable sentence written in it. It's it's that's the way the Simpsons show will be. Um, that's it. Really, it's just split up the episodes. It's not complicated. Like I, 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 I genuinely enjoy this first act. Like I like it. I would if it was a whole episode of that same quality, I would call it a good episode. But then we get a different story. Like why didn't we finish the first one, guys? They had no idea where to go with that one. They were like, "Well, I mean, they probably went saw that this wouldn't be." I really wonder if it was. This is fall. This is going in a direction. Which does not involve any of the family members. We almost we almost heard lunchbox girlfriend story. Strawberry. Her name's Strawberry. Yeah. She will get replaced. We'll we'll get Kimiko eventually, and that'll basically be Strawberry. Yeah. yeah. Kimiko does fulfill that the uh, manic pixie dream girl a little bit. Um I have I have a lunchbox purse. <laughs> that I laughed at that. I thought that was a good joke. It's the the type of people that Milo and Strawberry are. We all know them. Yep. <laughs> Put by hat, lunchbox as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I I'm not even going to say that like they're they're bad or anything, but we we've all we've all met them, and you know. Yeah. Exactly. God God bless them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, we'll rank that episode at the end of the show. We can move on to our next. It's like it's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons. Leave their thoughts, their reviews about an episode. I read them on the air. Uh, they were they they disagreed with us a little bit uh, last week, Matt. Uh, not so much this week. No, we're all agreed on we, how bad We're pretty is. much all firmly in the same camp for this one. Uh, Mark, first remark, it starts off well, and Jack Black is always a joy to watch, but I have no idea what the deal is with the Homer stuff toward the end of the episode. Uh, from Tim, the episode was incredibly frustrating. For the first few minutes, I thought it'd be about comic book guy adjusting poorly to the new place across the street. Certainly, that would have had tie-ins to, say, certain restaurants making no adjustments to account for the pandemic. Could have had comic book guy ranting and raving and making ill-advised adjustments to his business. Till in the end, we find out the new comic book store was built on borrowed money and collapses horribly yet hysterically, which would be a very 2008-ish story. And no, it's all an inciting incident to a plot that could have done well on its own, but is instead left gasping for time. Then the if Homer isn't on screen, people ask must people must ask where is Homer rule is invoked, <laughs> and we get a third plot. Tim continues, if they had just left this at two plots, I'd say number 302, but the third plot drops it to 332. Next from Alyssa. Honestly, felt like they had 30 different ideas and smushed them all together. What happened? I thought this was going to be a comic book guy episode. I would have absolutely loved watching comic book guy battle out with another comic book store. Why is Homer getting plastic surgery? Where did that come from? I personally enjoyed the March gym plot. I felt like they had a good idea there at the start. 
There are so many other places to take that story that would involve second husbands and plastic surgery. For example, show Mars start a business from the ground up. Show the struggles of running a new company. Why are we throwing a perfectly good episode to watch Marge? To, oh, why are we throwing away a perfectly good episode to watch Homer cry out of his nipples? I so, feel like it would it would be a different rating if Marge was crying yeah, out of his nipples. Yeah, there is in the in the nightmare sequence, Homer does cry out of his nipples because his tear ducts mm -hmm. have tear ducts have been placed. It is one of Neymar's lesser known powers. I don't want that surgery God. anymore. I pass. I'm gonna pass Ooh. on that. The, oh, the okay. you know, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still for it. It's worth it. It's worth it. I mean, you know, have to get to. Are you kidding? Okay, fair enough. Next from Derek. What an absolute chaotic mess. I would say this is less of the teen years predilection for inciting incident and top inciting incident, and more we're bored of this plot. Start a new one, and they curl <laughs> up the paper and throw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Only they've already produced what they drafted, so everything stays in this episode. And, <laughs> and just like that, it's a hodgepodge of ideas that go nowhere, so absolutely nothing satisfies. And what you do get is truly crap sitcom misunderstanding contrivances masquerading as jokes like the big black one or whatever it was. A pretty horrible imagery, nothing enjoyable here. We did, we we glossed over the fact that uh, the ladies talking at the business yeah. conference, they make a vague reference to uh yes black, they, they black, do a, they the do a get, get a big black one and she yeah. has a thing yeah yeah she my favorite part of this episode is that review of it <laughs> put that in your resume derek uh from jj there were three episodes here comic book guy versus arrival comic book store marge opening a gym and homer getting his stomach stapled after four episodes you think they would try to conserve episode ideas so why they took what could have been three separate good episodes and tried to cram them into one is a mystery any potential these three plots had is squandered by having them all compete for time in an episode which still uses the full intro. I think episodes like this frustrate even more than the truly terrible ones because of the sheer amount of wasted potential. From Lauren, time to correct this episode. First step, remove the Homer stapling quote-unquote plot. Nope, that's too nice. Let's go with garbage. Next step, remove comic guy and all his crap plot marge steps on a scale and is dismayed when she sees her weight that she decides to drain jim when she arrives she's intimidated and overwhelmed so she decides to leave and cancel a subscription she has the idea of opening women's only gym and after searching she finds an empty building she speaks with homer and together they raise enough money for a down payment some of the equipment marge finds some more at a yard sale and with that she opens her gym at first it's slow but it quickly grows and marge is able to spruce it up and get some better equipment it grows so much that marge is constantly out of the house away from homer and the kids homer is supportive and tells marge to keep living her dream since he is there to watch the children, Marge struggles away from her family and starts to reconsider her choices. One night, Lisa calls crying because Homer helped her with a project but messed it up. Marge realizes that she wants to be with her family more than success, so she sells the gym, obsessed with her reuniting with her family, knowing she made the right choice. It's perfectly cromulent. It's perfectly cromulent. That was a good episode I would definitely watch. Uh, Lauren finishes. This episode is so, so bad. There is so much going on that makes no sense, plus really bad jokes. Shock value of Nate, because this was garbage. There was potential! Exclamation. Uh, from Oli, Old Petey, K and Joey, Jojo, Jr., Shabadoo, Shrub. The ending here is utterly insane. But you know what? I like this one. Comic book guy is an old stereotype of the comic book nerd, so having him go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a newer, hipper edition is has... A hipper edition has some cachet. While messy, I appreciate the progression of the story here. As Homer and Marge relationship drama episodes go, I'll take Homer worrying and lose Marge because she might realize she's too good for him over a lot of other plots. Despite the insanity of the closing dream sequence, this one goes out on a high note, affirming their love and giving us more of this one cameos. I look forward to HBO Max greenlighting a Watchmen Babies TV series. Which baby's your favorite? 
<laughs> Obviously, it's uh, it's Manhattan baby. <laughs> no, no, it's a comedian baby. He's cranky and smokes a cigar. Mm-hmm. I, I personally like Nine Owl Baby. <laughs> yeah, like the little spaceship thingy. He, yeah, he has a little. He has, like, he has a little baby mini owl that he drives around. God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, finally from Matt, I thought this episode would be about comic book guy. Maybe he learned how to treat his customers better. Could have been about how you can be passionate about something without gatekeeping the others because they're not as obsessed with it as you are. Could have been about toxic fandom, or about how previously niche hobbies have become mainstream. Instead, it was a body horror episode about Homer crying from his nipples. Oh, you can't <laughs> argue. You can't argue. He has literally has socks inside. He's not him. wrong, but ugh. he has socks inside of him in that dream I, sequence. I, uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite dessert? I hope you guys aren't hungry. Oh, no, I am. I'm in big trouble now. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, from Casey, a warm, fudgy brownie with ice cream on top. Oh, yes. Uh, from Chris, can't go wrong with cheesecake. You're right there. Uh, from Alyssa, just pop a Hershey's chocolate bar with almonds in the fridge for an hour. Boom, best thing ever. Ooh, going to have to disagree there, there Alyssa. Dar- cold chocolate is, is not great. It's okay, what? but it's not great. Hurts my teeth. What exactly? What are you people? Hurts my teeth. Are you grandpa? Are you grandpa now? Yes, oh man, it's it's not it's not fun to eat through a a bar of metal. You just got crunched through it. Chunk. You got crunched. You got. This is this is this is why uh-huh. you had a huge dentist bill. No, that's because <laughs> I didn't, that's because I didn't brush my teeth for five years. Mm. I mean that that's also true. Anyway, <laughs> uh, from Sam, lots of great choices, but we'll have to go with a hot apple pie with custard. Ooh, yes. Uh, from Lauren, it's really hard and it depends on my mood. In general, a warm chocolate fudge brownie, middle piece. Oh, Lauren, middle piece with vanilla ice cream and a side of cheesecake. Although I, I do a, like there, your toppings. There's a there's an argument for every piece of the you know the brownie. When someone asks, I mean, all what, pieces are delicious, but some pieces are more mm-hmm. delicious than others. When someone asks what piece of the brownie I want, I say yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't discriminate. Okay, okay. that's great. You guys can have the middle. I'll take the corners. I'll, All right. But that's you know, not, I'm okay, not going to kick any of them out of bed, well, which well, I, where I'm, I do I'm, most that, of my eating. Most <laughs> <laughs> your brownie eating. <laughs> I'm going to eat cookies in your bed, Bert. <laughs> I am annoying you now. <laughs> <laughs> I am annoying. <laughs> oh, God. Anyone, oh, God. If, anyone listening, have you not watched uh, the video of the Muppets and imperson- Sesame Street Muppets impersonating other Muppets? You need to go hunt down that YouTube video. You blindsided me with that. <laughs> it is a I'm... very, very good clip. It's a very good video. Matt, please continue. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Tim, hot apple pie with ice cream to even out the temperature and Kahlua to even out the mood. Good choice, Tim. <laughs> uh, from Alex, a real good cookie gets me every time. I'm right there with Alex on that one. Uh, from Derek, oh boy, okay. He wrote a book. <laughs> this question is... <laughs> uh, this question is brutal i'm a foodie but oddly i don't have dessert very often i get my sweet tooth in the morning and then by the evening it's all about savoring the savory i love to cook and bake so for breakfast a lot of the time i eat my homemade brownies and rocky roads and irish 15s condensed milk biscuit marshmallow white chocolate heaven wow that's interesting uh i do an inordinate amount of exercise so leave me alone 
But to choose my favorite traditional dessert, I spend a lot of time in France, and they don't mess about when it comes to desserts. During my year abroad, if I saw a tart tartine on the menu, I was having it. They'd be like, with ice cream or chantilly cream? And I'd be like, listen, honey, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I want both. <laughs> Derek, buddy, we got to hang out. All right. Um <laughs> uh, 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 brioche perdue is another favorite, but the Nutella and banana crepes are just pure sex as well. So in my best homer talking about Muppets impersonation, to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> well, thank I you, this, I feel like this guy, his his job is writing the part but that comes on the blogs that becomes before the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gotta do that. Jump to recipe button. Yeah. Yeah, Derek, if you have a recipe blog, please let us know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure your recipes really are great, but I'm sure there's also a lot of this going on, too. In the French countryside, I met a little girl, and she took me to her family's farm where they made lavender ice cream. Uh, well, well, this is a great accent. You should always talk like that. <laughs> please, never again, Matt. Whenever I talk about France, that's my accent. <laughs> anyway, my accent uh, when I'm in France. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Cesar and Ugolin uh, accent. <laughs> all right. Uh, from Benjamin, I'm a sucker for tiramisu. You guys can have all the tiramisu you want. Uh, and from JJ, I think I'm addicted to, probably help me out, Guilan, Belgian seashell truffles, Guilian. What do you expect me to know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they are. We have the sum total of human knowledge in front of all of us. I'm, they, yeah, I'm, they sound I'm delicious. Delicious. All right. Please send help. They are beautifully crafted with a blend of the finest Belgian chocolate filled with their original in-house roasted hazelnut praline and forwarded by master chocolatiers in the truffle mines of Brussels. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm glad somebody is willing to do that. Looks like Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Okay, that makes more sense, then. I don't know. I, Guy I, I Leon. A... Guy Fieri Leon is what it's short for. Perfect. Donkey Moving sauce. On. That's what it's called. <laughs> Perfect. Just donkey saw dust seashell truffles. They serve that, that at the, at the new Gaffieri restaurant. They serve the Belgian seashell oh. truffles. They're okay. Okay. From, from Anthony, cheesecake. Uh, from Stephanie, poison eclair with over 1 million calories, of course. Uh, no, from hey, Shana, hey, Matt, from, Matt, Matt. What? what? Give me, what, where's your accent? You just, your accent just vanish? What do you, what is, I said one million calories. There come you on, go. thank you very much. There, there. Right. I, I, come on. All right. Uh, from Deshauna, German chocolate cake. Mm, always a good choice. Uh, from at Energy Turtle, I love a good cheesecake, but I'm going to use this platform to advocate for restaurants having a single scoop of ice cream on their dessert menu after a big meal. Maybe I want a little something sweet, but not a triple decker brownie sundae with a slice of pie as a garnish. One scoop of a nice vanilla is all I need. I honestly think you could probably order that from any place and they would have it as long as they have ice cream water in their desserts but you, you never know people can be jerks about stuff uh from at l columbia 88 strawberry rhubarb pie is my absolute favorite i can't find rhubarb in florida grocery stores neither can i laura neither can i uh every time i go home to connecticut i ask my mom to make it for me i don't know why florida hates rhubarb maybe it doesn't grow here or something i i have bought i have seen rhubarb in grocery stores are not like a ready-made pie but stores I, I have seen rhubarb well if you're if you're shopping at those fancy Whole Foods is maybe, but not at us regular grocery stores that are all meat and potatoes. Us regular I, you know, grocery I'm, stores? I'm not shopping at the Dollar uh -huh. General. Bro. Are you a regular grocery <laughs> store, Matt? Is that what you're saying? Us regular? I am. I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> I'd have a microphone installed in me. Like all right. It might be seasonal, but I swear to God I've seen it. Because why else would I know what a rhubarb looks like? That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you were a vegan for a period, so you know that's. I, I assumed you. I never got ate, more vegetable I never ate rhubarb period. as a vegan, but that is that is that is a true fact. 
I do okay. know. I know that rhubarb is poisonous when not cooked. Huh. Make sure I always cook it. Good to know. Mm. More, one more vegetable trying to kill us that we consume anyway. All right. Uh, from it's the hubris. <laughs> the hubris. Uh, German chocolate cake or black forest cake, whichever name, depending on the bakery I'm shopping at. Who, who I mean, says that? Who's, different who, things. Who said that? Man? Uh, it's me, Tati. Okay. Tati. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you I, say it, so I didn't know if you said it. Oh, okay. Because black forest cake, uh, if you get the authentic stuff, is not very good because it's full of booze. But if you get, you know, German <laughs> chocolate cake, that's an American tradition and it's delicious. All right. My God. Uh, from at D. Jacobsa, uh, a brownie ice cream sundae. Very popular. Uh, from at Wastecast, favorite I've made, ricotta pie. Good God, no. That, oh, that sounds, Matt, that's a crime against nature, not a dessert. What? what? Uh, Matt, what's, what? what's wrong? Ricotta is a terrible substance that should not exist. All right. It's it's bad in calzones. It's bad in. Uh, I'm gonna go eat one right now. I was gonna say like you're. I'm gonna eat it in front of you. What's you guys? Go I'm gonna live stream eating it. I could just literally, <laughs> send you literally, pod. just give me one of them plastic tubs of ricotta in a oh. spoon. That's all I need. I don't need. You don't even have to do anything to it. Just give me ricotta. Oh, I, I was hungry reading all these, but now I think I might vomit. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, <laughs> continuing from Wastecats. Favorite I bought Meiji Panda cookies, also very good. I also recently tried pecan pie for the first time, and it's a top five contender for sure. Uh, and yes, I have quite the sweet tooth. Yes, yeah, you are correct, Brian. Um, from at Jaden Libran, banana pudding. Thank you. I make some amazing banana pudding. It's incredible. Uh, from at Brian J. Not to brag or anything. Not to brag or anything. I make a mean. You have had my banana pudding. I make. I make Bobby, a mean. Do you enjoy my banana pudding? I make a mean nanner pudding if I don't say so myself. I mean, I will say so myself. I repeatedly say so myself. Your nanner pudding's very good. Now. Anyway, thank you. All right, uh, from Jaden Liebren, uh Oh, read that on race. Sorry, uh, from Brian J. Field, a white chocolate raspberry truffle cheesecake. Oh my God, I'm hungry again. Uh, from that Angel Debug, uh, a banana Foster, which bananas Foster I've never had, but sounds delightful. You wouldn't like. All it, right, that comes with fire. Yeah, you wouldn't like banana Foster because yes, they burn liquor on it, and you, mm -hmm. you wouldn't. I mean, that's fine. That usually burns away the alcohol, right? No, 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 no. There's definitely. I my oh, okay, uh, well, never mind. my my assistant back when I had an assistant a couple of years ago got drunk on bananas foster it was really funny there's absolutely okay uh, then still i'll stick to my nanner pudding then <laughs> anyway rob robbie what is yours um that's a really hard question it's a deeply personal question um <laughs> that's why we're asking i know asking your I, opinion my my personal question is where are you getting the socks implanted not i don't on my feet Okay, sounds good. On my feet. Um, I think ultimately I'm gonna pick the one that I would want to eat repeatedly. I could, you know, if I had it every day, you know, I would be like. There's some I think desserts obviously very rich, and I'd eat it once a week, and then once and I'd be like, I can't eat that again tomorrow. I need to binge with my desserts, so I'm gonna pick apple fritter. My apple fritters. I love me a good apple fritter. Um. You told me that's your favorite donut like it, a week ago. It is my favorite donut. Eric can independently provide yeah. backup research. Math checks out. Yeah. Uh, it the is my favorite. We had, well, we didn't even have an argument. It's just, is this actually a donut? Yeah. And you said you'd allow it, which I think is fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, it's not just my favorite donut. I think it is ultimately my favorite dessert. I would pick it every, pretty much every day of the week. Um, Eric, what's your answer? What's my answer? Yeah. 64 slices of American cheese. 
That's not. Don't. I tried that one. I know. I remember. It was awful. Honestly, I maybe I'm really overestimating it. I really feel like I could do that in a walk. I don't think it would even be hard. It's not anything to do with how much you can fit in your stomach. It is because of that American cheese. It's like plastic, kind of. You know, it's not. You, you can know. you can you can buy different grades of American cheese. You don't have to buy the cheapest. Cheese. I went with what I thought the Simpsons would have. I'm gonna buy what's not going to make me sick well then you're not that's, you get sick from well, eating well the true spirit pieces of cheese the truth i well one i ate double pair i also made a mistake i accidentally bought double thick cheese uh so i ended up eating i ate like you bought them thick boys i yeah i bought the thick boys i ate like 17 18 slices which is you know double that effectively and then i'm like i can't do this literally my body was shutting down <laughs> like i can't do this anymore i'm throwing in the towel what is you, you I will never forget your face when you were eating that. It was very you, bad. You, you were so angry at the cheese. I was very angry at the cheese. I can I, I can concur. We, I have a I have a non troll answer, but okay. it is a pretty basic answer. That's fine. That's acceptable. It is it is basically any any variety of uh, uh, chocolate cake or brownie or whatever uh, with uh, the vanilla ice cream on it. Like that's the. That's the jam. I mean, it's a go-to because it's always good. Yeah, it's a classic. I, I like. I'm, I'm gonna say I, I appreciate all of these answers. Um, this is a, this is, this is great. Um, you've got some cool listeners. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the, with the classic on this. Hey, 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 man. Hey, hey. Yes, Robbie. What's your, what's your favorite? Well, this one is all your fault. Uh, those of you who don't know, Robbie got me a uh, a cookie book uh, a couple years ago for Christmas, and I've been trying to make I'm every recipe. I'm pretty sure I bought you cookie books for three Christmases in a row. I'm pretty sure I've done that. You're probably right, yeah. uh, but I'm still on the America's Test Kitchen one because it's okay. full of just absolutely incredible recipes. Uh, and I've I've I'm, I'm, I'm just stuck on the key lime bar recipe uh, because it's so incredibly good. I actually have some in my fridge right now that I'm going to devour all of, thanks to us talking about desserts for the past half hour. Uh, but those they're basically a little like, bar version of a key lime pie, and they're absolutely incredible because they have you zest the lime. So they're one of the hardest things I've ever put in my mouth, and they're so very good. I could I could even change my answer to a key lime pie, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's 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 good. That's good times. Luckily, we live in Florida, where you can actually get decent key lime pie. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah for real. Or Robbie out there in Texas. Yeah, with his but he can he eyes. can he can have all the rhubarbs. It's fine. I get pecan pie. That's I was going to say. There's a shout out to pecan pie. Uh, my 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 family. We used to own like basically pecan farms, and they're all dead now. <laughs> the farms okay. are your family. Well, my family is still alive for the moment, but the farms are dead because my parents' generation failed to take care of them. That's unfortunate, Eric. Yeah, it's not the best. Still, they, they still have pecans. Don't though. They still they're still out there. Yeah, but we we nuts are nuts are expensive. Like a a pecan pie would probably cost like with with the amount of nuts that we put on it, it would cost like fifty dollars a pie. I mean, you might even say the price of nuts is nuts. I mean, I would say that, but that's a that's a low effort. That's a that's a pleb tier pun. Yeah, I don't I don't pass them up. You know, eh, I serve eh. up every, I serve them all up every variety. If it had, if it had made me groan, it would have been fine. Uh, that's it for this week's question. Next week's question: What is your favorite comic book movie? 
there's, there's only about 10 million to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick your favorite. I post this question on social media, Twitter, at SubsistroPod. You can email us at SubsistroPod at gmail.com. And I post the question on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Uh, any of those places, you can give us an answer to these questions. I'll read on there. Or Matt will read on there, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, we can I- move on to our next segment. It's time for the Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has an eight-point lead on me this season. (laughs) Which, not good. That's not good. That's bad. Robbie, I believe in you. You You gotta die. You need to stop that. You need to stop saying, I believe in you, okay? I don't... I respond to people yelling mean things at me. Okay, that's how what motivates me. Uh, oh, okay. well, gotcha. I, I've already been I've already been warned about swearing, so I can't you, I can't swear at you. You can be mean without. You're gonna yell and call you Dorman. That actually would help, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I gotta say, having been football. raised by a football team, that mess has never helped me. I mean, all it did was give me PTSD. I mean, I it's it's like a double edged sword. I think it's effective up to a certain point, and then after a certain point. It becomes not. I would effective. say not effective is effective up to a certain point, and then not effective. Hmm. I'm confused uh, now. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, it's just semantics at this point. Okay, Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready, sir. I am Furious Yellow. Guest stars what famous uh, comic creator? Uh, I I believe that's Stan Lee. That is correct. All right, we went in very different directions today. <laughs> All right, uh, what doctor does Homer go to in order to gain weight in king size? Homer, Doctor Nick Riviera. You are correct. Your main question, Matt. What is the name of the website that makes Bart's comic into an animated series? Oh, hmm. all I can remember is Bin Laden in a blender, and that's not the actual name of the whole site. Uh, so I have no idea. Hey, Eric, do you know this? Of course not. You know things. Don't say that. You're a smart boy. I mean, sure. You don't agree that you're a smart boy? You know, I won't disagree with you if you're going to say nice things about me and give me head pats, but, you know. <laughs> the answer is better than TV.com. Oh, of course they would name it that. Oh, God. What makes you think I would have known that? I don't know. You know things sometimes. I do know a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. And same. I almost, I did, I, I don't know how to stop swearing because I nearly swore there. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what is my medium question? All right. Robbie, your medium question. Name two of the food groups in Dr. Nick's neglected food groups. There are five of them. Uh, there's the, uh, there's the, the congealed group. There is the, the, oh, I feel so stupid. I know, I, I can hear it in my head. The congealed group, the something tastic. What does he say? And the blanking tastic. Um, congealed uh, has to be fried. Has to be one of them. I assume. I feel dumb. I am dumb. I think that's the easiest uh, conclusion. Congealed, fried. The I can see the chart too. Like I'm looking at it in my head. I just can't remember exactly what it says. Everyone's screaming up there. Um. Chocotastic. Congealed and Chocotastic are my two answers. 
All right. Congratulations, Robbie. Uh, the three that he mentions are the Whipped Group, the Congealed Group, and the Chocotastic. And the other two on the chart are Fats and Sweets and Empty Calories. Okay. So, yes, congratulations. I was, you get two whole points. Woo! I was I was like, I knew it, something touched, something tastic. Uh, I knew it was there. Okay, Matt, you're a hard question. This is basically impossible, but I do think it's very funny, considering who you and Eric are. Which you'll oh, realize. Lord. You'll realize once I give you the answer, which I don't. If you know the answer to, this, to, to Eric or Matt, people, now both you guys are in this episode together. I don't know who to say, and it's really Uh-oh. bothering me with my head. Oh, Matt, your hard question. What is the name of the representative for BetterThanTV.com? Oh, I have no idea. I remember his goatee gets ripped off at the end. That's all I remember. His name is Todd Linux. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I had to walk that's... away from that one. I did. He had I to, did have to, to walk away. I had to walk away, stare at the wall for an hour, and contemplate how yeah. stupid that is. Todd Linux is that man's name. What is my hard oh, question? Man? Okay, your hard question. It's on the list because I know you like lists. I love them. It's my favorite. All right. All right. What are the maladies that Homer tries to evaluate whether he has in order to qualify for disability? Once again, there are five. For these three points, you have to get all five. Uh, hypertension, um, head injury. I don't remember honestly, Matt. I can't. I know hypertension might be one of them, but I don't remember honestly. So I'm not gonna. Okay. Unfortunately, it is not. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's carpal tunnel syndrome. Okay. Okay. Lumber long. No. Juggler's despair. No. Achy breaky pelvis. No. Homer was he's sick of being so healthy until he discovers hyper obesity. Hyper obesity. I was thinking of. I think I'm thinking of a different episode altogether. <laughs> It might be it. Very possibly. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? You got two points, Robbie. See, I believed in you. I made it up worked. two I made up two points today, so I'm only six points behind you. I just need to do this for three more episodes in a row, which I'm not positive. I'm not really not really <laughs> too confident in that my abilities. Uh that's it for true. Norman, you better get in gear. Get your damn hell ass king's ass in gear. You know, <laughs> I know it sound I know it's stupid, but that does like there is like a little tiny fire inside of me that went yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Do it. Uh, we, we can move on to... Get the uh, knees up. <laughs> oh, God. Now, that is... Ah! Now the PTSD is coming. That is... That is... <laughs> get those knees up. Uh, we, <laughs> we can move on to our final segment. segment we had every single episode. With. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically. Eventually compiling the list of every episode ever. And how good they are. They're complete nonsense. Basically, by the end, I really like that first third. I like that first act. I know. That's the only part that I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe we can put this, you know, above 300 just for that first act. Uh, yeah, it might be there. I, yeah, I think, I think we can do that. I think that I mean, Okay, so Yokel Chords is 285. Okay, I mean, <laughs> we're at least in that vicinity, right? Which is Yokel Chords again? Uh, that's the one where Lisa and Krusty make the Spuckler kids, uh, children into a singing sensation. That's not a real episode. <laughs> I wish that was not a real you episode. You made that up. You made that up, Matt. That's not a real episode. That didn't happen. I mean, uh, below that we have some real winners. Uh, Romy Old and Julie Eh. Uh, the Seven Beer Snitch. God. Uh, yoga chords. <sighs> I think this is better than. Okay, your... actually, actually, whoa, whoa. It, it is. But what's interesting is four above yokel cords at two eighty two is Pygmalion, our other plastic surgery episode. Pygmalion is better. 
It is better. It's better. Like I, it's not good by any stretch. It is also nonsense. But I think we're in the right ballpark because I think that is the right. Con- it's like bright blend of like, oh, there's some good in it, but it's ultimately nonsense and it's really messy and they kind of mess up a lot of stuff and there's vague racism, <laughs> you know, like just a couple moments of just racism. You're like, why is that there? Why? Uh, there's Tale to Springfields right below that, which is the zip code. Not zip, zip code, code area, 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 area code, code episode. Area yeah. code episode. <sighs> I mean, honestly, I feel like this is dumber than that because that at least has a consistent plot line that for the most part remains the same all the way through until the who show up and then it just gets weird. Uh, This episode completely fractures 10 minutes in. True. That's true. I think you're right, man. I think that's a good appeal. The the tale to Springfields is more coherent. Um, Simpsons Tall Tales. It's a uh, trilogy. Uh, the anthology Oof. anthology episode that's gonna be a tough one i, I, I think this I, no is, I think ultimately how... i'm gonna say i would rather watch this episode again than simpsons tall tales simpsons tall tales does have three separate stories but none of them really stand out they're okay at best they have some nice visuals that's really what i would say about simpsons tall tales the design is really nice in it jokes aren't that that's great. true there's also hobo bathing so that's a big old negative. I would say the first third of this is better than the the be, is better than anything in Simpsons Tall Tales. So I would put it above Simpsons Tall Tales. I would put the between right there, right there. There we go. Perfect. Okay. Where does this rank on your best episode ever list, Eric? Right, you know, number two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty. Listen, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I I'm I <laughs> I don't know what half these episodes are. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the thank your lucky star Thanos meme. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could not even tell you. Yeah, at a certain point you're like like that's I mean when when I when I went, Hey Matt, what's Yoko Chords again? And he described it. That is what Yoko mm-hmm. Chords is about. That is my genuine reaction because I'm like, I don't really remember it and I'm like, that's not that can't be There's, a real episode. But no it you was only have yeah. so much long term memory. How how much of it are you going to waste on bad episodes of the simpsons yeah it's it's a, apparently that is that is the rock you've changed yourself to so i chose this you know i chose go it. with god sir mm-hmm. that is a new number 284 number 284 is husband and knives right below tale to springfields right above simpsons tall tales number one on our list is still homer's enemy last on our list is still co-dependence day uh, not gonna move probably maybe not ever it's that's that bad um we have a question to answer before we go though matt and that question is do we shoot this episode out of the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon, the cannon! this is a little tricky it is because there's nothing particularly offensive about what goes on but it also doesn't really add anything to the cannon i i'm gonna say the first third has Alan Moore in it, who is delightful. And, and who can fly. Who can fly, mm-hmm. which and is ripped. And, he uh, canonically can fly. He canonically can fly. And he, I, la- I smile every single moment he's on screen. I laugh multiple times on his lines and his delivery. That is enough for me to say this is in the canon. It, it should be at least uh, established that Alan Moore as a Simpsons character is important. It should be studied, honestly. So I say yes. My vote, yes. We include it. We keep it. All right. Sounds good. My favorite Watchmen, baby. 
If you're waiting for me to do an Alan Moore, I absolutely refuse to because I cannot beat your Alan Moore. No, it's not. No, Eric's. It, it's a clear tier list here where Eric is top. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm mid, and Matt, I don't. You're probably below the bottom because mid. Oh yes, absolutely. I am mid. Yeah, that's really, true. My Alan Moore impression at least is mid. I think it's serviceable. Mr. A. Yeah, Mr. A. Mr. A. I love Mr. A. So yes, stop firing the cannon today. It's a good day. Any day we don't fire the cannon is a good day. That's what I say. Our next episode is a Bob episode. It's Funeral for a Fiend. Sideshow Bob. Oh, yes. Uh, Sideshow Bob comes and, back. And we, we meet uh, Senior. We meet Bob's dad in this episode. Meet the fam. Yep. Played by John Mahoney from Frasier, which is nice. They have they they, they kept that phrase. They keep that Frasier uh, synchronicity going. I have never seen this episode. I'm sure it's great. Right, Matt? Yes, Robbie. Okay. It's fantastic. I bet it is. Uh, so you can find this stuff on our website. It's com. It uh, has links to everything, uh, our, all our social media, and to our Patreon, obviously, if, if you want to help us out, help support the show, and get a bunch of bonus content with it. Go support us there. It's patreon.com slash the Simpson Show. Um, Eric, where can people find you online? What would you like to plug again? I'm gonna. I, I appreciate because I got ambushed at first, and I feel like I did a a pleb tier job the first time around. Uh, so I am a professional artist. You can see my illustration work. I have a couple of websites: EricZGoodnight.com and FreeWillUnlimited.com. Uh, the most up to date place is my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight. I am Easy Goodnight on all social media, where you can catch me saying dumb things on Twitter, talking about wrestling uh, with, uh, uh, you know, I would talk about it with Matt, but mostly it's, it's, it's Robbie that wants it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and s- streaming on Twitch recently, I did a, uh, on Mario day, I did a, uh, a marathon where I beat the first four super Mario brothers games all through super Mario world. And it was tremendous fun. I stream video games and art because I think it's awesome. It is letter E, the letter Z. Good night. Mm-hmm. That does that does confuse some people. Just to clarity, it's valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can find me online on my website and my Twitter. Both are my name, Robbie Dorman. Um, has links to all the things I do. Uh, but today, I really just want to emphasize: you should pre-order my next book, Burial. Uh, you've already heard Eric's sultry voice doing his best to mm-hmm. sell it. Um, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Uh... Uh, shilling it this weekend. We got a new one. We're gonna record it. Um, honestly, this is your. It's a. It's a. It's a post-apocalyptic western. Um, yeah, great for fans of the Dark Tower or the Road. And uh, I think it's my best book yet. I'd really love for you to go give it a give it a shot if you haven't read any of my books yet. This is the a really good one to jump into because it's not a horror novel. I think it's very approachable. Um, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. Normally, I would say this is where I take care of lots of kittens, but unfortunately, I don't have any kittens. All my kittens got adopted. Uh, but if you'd like a record of all the adorable kittens that I have snuggled in, unfortunately, you have not. You can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully there are no more kittens, but we all know that's a pipe dream. Uh, so if you want to see the future of Cuddly Little Kittens, feel free to uh, give Kitten Turns a follow and you can see the adorable things that I get up to when I'm not podcasting. It's a real good follow if you like cats and cute animals. Very cute. Very cute mm-hmm. kittens. Especially in ties. In yep. ties. Lots of ties. 
Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you can watch this as a... He had one room above a thrift store. He had a trunk of books by Ayn Rand. He was short-sighted and reclusive, resisting pleads to take his photograph. He drew a superhero comic. He saw the world in terms of black and white. He said a day's work for a day's pay. That's our one and only right. That's what Mr. I said.